What's up, everyone? I'm Catherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. On this episode, we have the CEO of CodeJute, John Reynolds, on to talk about real estate, and you guessed it, blockchain. He talks about their two products, which focus on tracking new construction projects, as well as their solution for dealing with the workflow of buying and selling of property. Um, we haven't had anyone on yet talking about property, so this is a fascinating one for me, um, especially because I know nothing about it because I don't own any. Um, I'm a renter. Um, If you know all about the process of building, buying, selling, um, moving, or um, if you have no idea about all of the things that go into it, cough, cough me, um, you'll love this episode. So basically, this is for everyone. So enjoy it. In the studio with CEO of CodeJute, John Reynolds. Thank you for coming in today. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for inviting me in. I've wanted to do this for ages, so really cool to be here. Ah, that is music to my ears. Um, I know you said you're fine with the temperature in the studio, but I am in a full-on sweat because it's so cold outside, and then you come inside, and it's so warm. And in this little little room, I'm like, and you've seen me today. I've and it's been freezing out there. What's going on? It's like minus three or, I don't know, it's cold. It's I'm, cold. I'm a Fahrenheit girl. So <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. It's, it's cold. I have to quickly do that it's math cold. in my head. Yeah. yeah, it is. I think, um, when did you get in? Mm, Sunday night. Monday Sunday. was fine. And then Tuesday. Okay, yes. We're recording on a Thursday. Um, but... No. Uh, oh, it's because you didn't come on Saturday. Saturday was frigid. It was even colder than today. And it was, like, kind of windy. I'm like, oh, where did the wind come from in the city? Thank you for coming in. Uh, we did not. So we don't have uh, booze and blockchain. We don't even have biscuits and blockchain. No. We kind of messed this up. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. Maybe after. Oh, it's a Thursday, so that means we have bar three, which means that we have snacks in the kitchen. I'll look out for some biscuits. What's your favorite kind? A biscuit, jammy dodger, but you wouldn't know what, what that is. is. Yeah. I'll what bring is you that? that next time. It's like a little biscuit with a red, red jammy bit in the middle. Oh, yeah. I feel well, I feel like we have. I just what did you call it? Jammy dodger, jammy dodger. Yeah, it sounds better <laughs> when, when non Americans say that. Yeah, moving okay. on. That's yeah, okay. All right. I'm I'm not a big biscuit person, big cake person, and big pizza person, but pizza and blockchain just doesn't sound the same. No, no. Okay, anyways, so let's jump in because we're going to talk about something I'm interested in, especially because I don't know much about property and and just any of this, really. So I'm yeah, really yeah. excited to learn from you. Um, okay, so before we jump in, uh, you are the CEO of Code Jude. Can you talk about the um, how it came to be? And I know that there was a name change, like how you got to where you are today. Yeah, yeah. So we um, we were a consultancy when we first started off, mm-hmm. and uh, we won a project with Land Registry and the UK Land Registry. They were looking at how can you make the home moving process faster, simpler, and cheaper. And you know, the problem with buying a house is you have you know you want to go you have to go to a real estate agent, and then mm-hmm. you've got to get a lawyer, and you've got to get a lender, and you, then you need to get someone to go out and survey the house. And effectively, as the person buying the house, you become the project manager. So you've kind of got to get all these yeah. pieces moving and lined up in the right order. And if you haven't mm-hmm. bought a house before, and even if you have, you're like, oh, oh no, I would be a disaster yeah. in yeah. this position. So what, what, do you, what, what do you do first? Do you get the money first, or do you find the house first? I or, would need an advisor to tell me what to do. You need an advisor, yeah. And then you have a broker who's advising you, and 
you start going through this process, and as you go through this process, you're phoning up the estate agent going, hey, what's happening? And they're saying, oh, we're waiting for your lawyer. And you phone up your lawyer, and they go, hey, we're waiting for your lender. And you phone up your lender. Yes. And it's a nightmare, right? So when you when we uh, we, we, we um, bid for land registry work, and one of the unique things about Corda that people um, don't think about so much is it's got this flow framework. So mm. for us, we really think it's a workflow tool. Yeah. It's like an interorganizational workflow tool, and it's the, it's the thing that, you know, we keep we keep coming back to so we are proposed where you know you have each of the actors each mm-hmm. of those businesses and then the consumer can just sort of manage their journey and the workflow throughout those businesses so we built um, a bunch of POCs with land registry uh, that was super cool very cool very like buzzy I feel like when when the news came out um, about the land registry I, I'm thinking from the R3 perspective so with you guys working with the land registry using Corda I feel like it, like the internet blew up. Yeah, it was really, really yeah. big news. You know, um, cool. <clears throat> I think also you know using the quarter platform, which um, I think a lot of people saw as financial services at that point. Totally. And then using it for a new use case. So that was um, that was big news. And every time I'd go into the R three office in London, I'd have someone walk up to me and say, "Hey, John, you know, uh, we've got people in Australia or Canada or here or there wants to speak to you about this project." And um, then we had uh, you know Brian McNulty say, "You guys should do a." quarter trial and build a product. So we kind of pivoted at that point and uh, became a product business. Uh, We built a... a POC of the whole home moving journey. And uh, yeah, we let companies trial it. And we had 44 companies uh, across oh 22 countries like trial this quarter what? product. Yeah. 22 countries? 22 countries. Uh, you know, it was, it was insane. It was, you know, we were a small team and we were like, well, we started off, we said we have five companies. And then yeah. Alex Oldfield, you know, <clears throat> we got one more person interested, John, and one more person interested, and one more person interested. And just like, it just blew up. And, yeah, um, it did. Yeah, so we just kind of thought, okay, okay, and uh, you know, we had some big names on there, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. It was really exciting. Yeah, that's a great problem to have. I remember from my perspective, I because I manage the social media. Um, Alex was like, "Hey, can you promote this?" And just, I think I only put out like one, one tweet or two tweets or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" And she responded like, "It's so crazy! It's out of control! It's amazing! It's our biggest!" Tra-. So, I from my perspective, it was just so yeah, cool. Kind of watching that. Uh, that. That tweet went out to say there's a there's a, like a trial. Who wants to get involved? And we had over 200 replies come in. It's like <laughs> we were thinking like we should get maybe 10 companies to test this product. That would be cool. Yeah. And we just got inundated, and we had to whittle it down, and we whittled it down to 20, and then it grew back up to 40 again. And it's like we've got to we got to stop here. <laughs> yeah, to get it up like 50 point. nodes deployed across the across the globe for uh, for a trial. So yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, that and. When did that trial take place? That, that was... took place um, February into March. Uh, I feel like so much has happened since then too. Yeah, it's been a, it's been really busy year. So. I mean, off the back of the trial. So if you think about a mm-hmm. trial, what, what you're really doing there is um, you're taking something out of the sort of marketplace and you, you're kind of building it in a laboratory mm-hmm. scenario and setting up nodes and then seeing, does this home buying process um, give value to all of the participants? So we had, you know, real mortgage lenders, conveyancers, surveyors on this trial. And, um, you know, they said that's, that's this hu- huge value on that. But then you get the next question, okay, so how, how do you put this into production? Mm-hmm. 
So for us, when you think about the home moving journey, you have, if you think about estate agents first, in, in the UK, there are you know, a small number of leading platforms. So if you want to set up an estate agent and sell properties, you won't build your own like system. You'll go and just buy a cloud kind of system. Mm-hmm. And the same if you're a legal firm and the same if you're a surveyor. And, and obviously, there's only a relatively small number of mortgage lenders. So what we've done is we've gone from a kind of global trial. Yeah. And now we've zoomed in on the UK and we're doing um, – an MVP, which is which is basically using the real infrastructure, mm-hmm. an existing um, real estate mortgage platform, uh, real estate sorry, uh, uh, real estate estate agency platform, a conveyancing platform, a surveying platform, and a mortgage platform, and the existing infrastructure. We're knitting it all together now. It's under NDA, and there's a, like there's a big press release coming out in on that in in the next couple of weeks. But uh-huh. it's shaping up to radically transform the home moving journey because what we're doing is connecting up the software that already exists in the marketplace mm-hmm. into one home moving journey. So as a first time buyer, you'll be able to just go onto your mobile phone, mm-hmm. invite your estate agent, invite your conveyancer, invite your surveyor, invite your mortgage lender, and then you'll have your pizza tracker, you know, like the Uber <laughs> pizza tracker. And we've built the pizza tracker so yeah. you'll be able to see every step of the process. There's kind of 14 steps and you can see as, as each one of those businesses do their thing for you, you yeah. can see it tracking along. So... You know, wow. it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. So that's that's exciting. That's so exciting. It's also uh, for me that it feels so obvious that we should have this in place. But uh, I mean, that's how I feel about a lot of these use cases, like healthcare and stuff. I'm like, of course, I should own my health records and like stuff like that. Um, but uh, that makes a lot of sense because there's so many moving parts. It's not just like two people that you have to coordinate with. My coworker, um, and I'm saying this like, what do I know? I, I've never bought any property or uh, house or anything. But my coworker, uh, Robert Lamberti, is moving into a house and like, it's all I hear about recently about how, like, what a pain it's been for him to coordinate. It's it's a really interesting thing because um, Richard Gender Brown talks about, you know, smart middleware. And, mm-hmm. and and that's that's how we approach it. So so many people have tried to disrupt um, the the property market, and and they try to bring in yet another platform. Mm-hmm. And you totally. know, uh, the last thing the world needs is another platform. In the terms of, we've got estate agent platforms. They they do amazing jobs. Workflow platforms. We've got legal workflow platforms, and 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 you know do amazing jobs. They've taken like twenty years to build these things up. Um, and you've got mortgage platforms. What we don't have is the industry layer to connect them to allow that kind of workflow um, yeah. and that's where quarter comes in and it's you know I, I think that's that is the use case where you've got multiple businesses that need to come together to do a thing and mm-hmm. that's home in, in this scenario it's it's home it's home buying and being able to sort of connect all that up and the users see it on their phone but yeah. we've also now started sort of moving into the the home building space as well which is kind of completely new yeah I would love to unpack that because then you are then looking at this so holistically by going into that space what are you doing in construction well yeah, I mean that wasn't planned. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> I feel like people say that all the time. Like, didn't intend on doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were we we did the um, the, the global trial, and we had a housing association on there. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the features of the trial was we, we created this record for the for the house. And mm-hmm. so it would be my house and I'd put the details in and I'd send that digital record to you and you could sort of examine it and pass it to your lawyer and that sort of stuff. And they said, well, you know, could we have a similar um, uh, network for home building? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of years back, there was the Grenfell Tower disaster, which is a fire disaster in London. Um, there was a report into that. And, and what, what that found is that there was a catastrophic failure in project management. So if you think about building a building a property, if, if I'm if I'm the client and I commission um, the, the building of, you know, say, 20 flats, uh-huh. we'll be involved in that. We'll be architects, you know, designers, um, contractors, subcontractors, and, and more and more and totally. more. And they all have their own um, project management systems. Yeah. But when you try to sort of create that, what the report into Grenfell called it the golden thread of quality. So how do you know all the way through, you know, hmm. that was designed – who built it? Who did the fire checks? Who did the structural checks? And when were all these things signed off? And yeah. when you, as you go through the project, you don't have that common view. And when you look back, you don't have it because everyone does this over email. Like they have their own system and they go, here, Catherine, I'll send you a design. And then you yeah. go, yeah, I've done my bit. And it's back and forth, back and forth, but you lose it. So um, what we've created is we took the core engine, workflow engine that we built for um, instant property, the home moving piece. And we said, okay, so if we, if we take that workflow and now put on top of that, a home building workflow. So we we did that and um, cool. we showed it to the housing associations and they, they thought it was really, really cool. Um, so oh. I don't know, do you use like Basecamp or Trello or any of these tools? Yeah, so I've used Basecamp before. Um, I use Asana um, and oh, what's the other one I use? But you, so you're talking about this. It's so funny that you bring this up because, well, I guess it's all related. But uh, from my perspective, from like the marketing perspective, um, and right now we're kicking off a bunch of like SEO projects for like search engine, engine optimization and just uh, because we are we we don't act like a startup but we are a startup so we still need to get our name out there going against some big name competitors uh, and one of the things there's we have to edit things on our website in the back end of our website in in the HTML and on the front end and all this stuff. And we're working with two different companies to do so. And one company uses Asana. And then the other company, I don't even know what, uh, what are we using with, I don't even remember what it's called. But we got to the point where everything was so like kind of, it all overlapped. So we had to bring the other company onto our Asana tool, which we used with. Yeah. So it's now, kind of the same. Uh, yeah. Now, let, let's just explore that a little bit. So cool. we're using Asana or we're using Basecamp or whatever. So yeah. let's say we're doing a project. and mm-hmm. I, So I, I'll set up Basecamp and then I'll invite you to join, right? That's how it works. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll go and we'll have chat messages. We'll share documents, all the rest of it. Cool. That's great. Now we fall out. I really don't like Catherine anymore. Delete. Bang. You're it off happens. the platform. Now you've <laughs> lost all the history of okay. the project, all the documentation and everything. So when you think about Asano, Monday.com, all of these are centralized platform. He who holds the license holds the power and the key. Now, if you Oh my gosh, I need to get the license. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Whoever 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 is whoever has the license of that Asana platform you're using can just bounce you off, right? Whereas with our platform based on Corda, it's like Asana at the front end. Totally. But everyone at the back end has their own data. So 
you can't bounce someone else off the platform. So if someone decides not to collaborate, fine. You can decide not to collaborate mm-hmm. with each other. But everybody's got their own database. So if you imagine collaborating on Asana or you know Monday.com or one of these, but you've instead of that you've got your own database. So it's not yeah. like you're using somebody else's. And you know it was the same. We did a we did a global trial, and we had forty companies on um, on Basecamp. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the project. Well, we had the license, so we removed everyone. But that means everybody who participated in that project have got no history of the project. And that's how these tools work. So I think decentralized workflow, um, both in home buying, where everybody after the project finishes, after the thing needs to have their own records, or home building after the project is built, everyone needs their own records. I think these decentralized workflow platforms, they are the way forward. And it's it's how the world's going to work. It's going to transform uh, inter-organizational working. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're dropping down. So I, as I was saying before, as I was talking about bringing the other company onto Asana, I realized that was just such like a workaround because we don't have something yeah. like you're talking about. Yeah. So, <laughs> just, so we were like, well, yeah. they can't talk to each other, so we'll just combine it. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be live in April. So that sounded like a buying signal. So you're first up to trial the product. <laughs> Okay. We, we heard that, David Rutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write that down. Yeah, Actually, that it's down. recorded. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're okay. We're good. We're we're good. Forever, forever. So you could have picked uh, any other blockchain platform. Uh, why specifically did you pick Corda? Um, so there's two reasons. One is we, we spent about a year doing research and we looked at all of the public platforms and, and actually, funny enough, for the same reasons that R3 didn't use public platforms. Um, yeah. So so that's kind of well documented because we were, were working with looking at government and, and uh, regulated use cases, so totally. having it private, etc. But then when we um, came across Corda, so I mean, I've spent 20 years in project management and doing uh, workflow. And the thing that really sort of excited me about Corda was this whole flow framework. And and people don't really talk about it or think about it that much. I don't Uh feel like they do. But for us, it's like the core of the the platform, being able to orchestrate these inter-organizational workflows. Uh Um, It's... It's just just really exciting where you can uh, decide which organization you're going to send it to and stay in sync with. So I think the workflow, yeah. the framework, um, and the fact that it's you know point to point rather than broadcast. Um, so and, yeah, and you know it's got a lot of credibility when you when you talk to customers and you say you're working on Corda because it's a financial services. You know it's come out of a consortium of banks. People trust the security. Yeah, you know they trust the security, they trust the privacy, um, and they trust the scalability. So, you know, it was a good choice then and, and it's proven to be a very good choice. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. I think it's um, funny that you say that because at, at first, when we were first um, building Corda, when Corda was, didn't even exist yet, and we were we were at the time a consortium of banks and financial institutions uh, uh, trying to just figure out what the heck we're doing, we did get a lot of like flack for that because everyone would be like, oh, it's just for the banks, it's just for this. um, I think at this point we've proved that we can go into all these different verticals and it's not just for financial services. Uh, But at the time, I feel like we got some flack for that. And now I feel like the mindset has totally shifted to like, no, this was a great thing for us, which is good. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, I think um, (laughs) the, the, the rationale around this is for 
it has to be a financial grade product and it has to be able to do the things that are required. Once you can crack that kind of high end use case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then all the other ones, you know, if you start saying that this has got to be yeah. financial grade, then it, it, it becomes easier um, for, for other use cases. Yeah, definitely. So you um, hit on the uh, land registry relationship. Can you talk a little bit more about um, how you guys were first? You were in a competition with the Yeah, so, um, I mean, land registry is uh, a UK government department, um, and therefore all procurements, they run a full-blown kind of uh, public, uh, public tender. So um, we had been, uh, we were a research project. We'd um, been spending a year looking at how we could bring distributed ledger technology um, to the public sector mm-hmm. um, within the UK. We were a member of um, an all-party group, a parliamentary group researching blockchain, um, written quite a lot of papers about it. And then this, uh, this tender came out. So at the time, we were beginning to uh, develop a relationship with um, with our three, um, we'd kind of made a decision that the government use case, uh, you know, government um, data security is really important in government, obviously. Mm-hmm. So so as we looked at all the platforms, it was like the, the use case that R3 had built quarter for, which was financial grade, kind mm-hmm. of mirrored very nicely onto 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 government grade. So, um, yeah, spoke with um, spoke with Todd and Isabel and a few of the team here and said, hey, we want to bid for this. And uh, uh, they said, yeah, great, we'll support you, which, you know, we, we were a startup and were kind of quite, uh, quite amazed by that. <laughs> They were like, just thought, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll support you. So that was that was really cool, um, and. I think because our three were a startup and we were a startup, yeah. we could put together a really high quality bid, like really quickly. We put a team on it. We spent hours sort of working it through, workshopping it, and we really refined the use case and how we could. I mean, I think the key, the key, key consideration was: this is not about putting the land registry on the blockchain or disintermediating everyone. This is yeah. about connective tissue yeah. um, and using the flow framework to keep these organizations in sync. And that was our bid. And, you know, we were successful and there were some, you know, very, very large organizations who we beat, let's say, but overall, <laughs> like there were 22 companies bid for it and uh, we were successful. So that was, that was That's super. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 As a, fir- as a first bid, that was cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very. It's a good way to kind of start the company off. Before we started recording, we were talking about how not like startups. It's kind of a toss up. Uh, you have luck, and obviously a lot, of, a lot of other things that come into play. But I feel like that is such a good way to kind of get the ball moving. <laughs> um, so that's that's great. Um, so what are you? We've talked a good bit about um, the past. So you're focused on construction, and then um, just. The like real estate transfer. In yeah, I mean, we now, right? we um we closed a funding round in the summer. Congratulations! And thank you, thank you. Uh, that's, a, that's a baptism of fire going for that experience. So, um, <laughs> um, so that was that was that was really cool. And um, we are now deep into the um, home moving um, um, MVP, and and that will be tested in the marketplace in um, January. So we're going to take it out to real wow. customers of this mortgage lender we're, we're working with. Wow. Um, they've done some surveys and you know, it's not a surprise, right? So <laughs> what I found out, the home moving process is terrible and it's really painful. Um, and it's it's not because of what the mortgage lender does. It's kind of, or, or actually what any one of the actors do on themselves. It's, it's the it's aggregate the of process, it. Um, yeah. so, um, so we're really excited about that. And, and um, if, that, if that gets 
gets good feedback from the uh, from the customers, which we're you know really confident about, um, then that will go into a pilot phase, and that, that will okay. be really starting the path to production. So that's uh, that's really exciting. And then with the with the um, uh, quality chain, the, the, the construction piece, we're, we're a little bit further behind. So we're just going into um, a POC now, um, and we'll complete that POC, you know, Q, Q1 next year. Oh my um, goodness! So many exciting things coming yeah, up for yeah, you we're, we're, in the yeah, next really, few months. Yeah, we're really, really busy, and um, you know, we're just just going into our next our next funding round now. So you know, it's 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 a really it's a really busy busy time. But I think these things will will really start to to converge next year because if you think about sort of building a home and then you're buying a home, well, when you when you buy this home, this new build home, do you want to it to come with a digital record that says, hey, this was built to the highest possible construction standards, the materials in there are the materials that you would expect, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Or, or do you just want to buy it and trust? Because there's something like 97% of new build homes have issues. And that means issues like the shower doesn't work to structural issues like damp and cracks and all the rest of it. So, mm. you know, quality um, of the built asset because a home is really just a product it's like yeah. you know you're building it and you want when you buy it you want to be sure that it's been correctly built and i think we will see a convergence of what we're doing in quality chain and flowing into feeding home home building and and because it's on quarter you know you can get these sort of business networks as they're called that that interoperate so that that's the grand vision wow. um, but we you know we've got a, a very very busy six months coming up to achieve that oh my gosh i'm, so, I'm sweating again <laughs> Uh, that's so cool. That must be so exciting and satisfying. But you guys, so geographically. Yes. <laughs> Look to me like you already knew what I was going to say. How do you know, like where do you, because like, this is a worldwide problem. So yeah. how do you, uh, where are you focused now? You know, it's, it's, you it's really interesting, really interesting question. So um, we've been in New York this week. Uh, we've been at the MIM uh, PropTech so, uh, Challenge. We, we were finalists in that and been speaking to a lot of VCs and a lot of people in the industry. Um, for us, we're seeing for the home moving and mortgages piece, that's very jurisdictional. So um, we are going to, uh, I say, do the release in January and test that in the UK market. And then we'll continue the path within the UK and stay very focused on that. Gotcha. Um, for quality chain, that's absolutely a global product. Yeah. And um, we're looking at uh, establishing an office in the US, either oh, cool. east or west coast, um, and building a small technical team to start taking that forward because for us you know, the 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 US construction industry is a $1 trillion industry. Um, there's 7 million people in the US um, employed in construction. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and, and it's got some real challenges around productivity and quality. And certainly the, the VCs and the people we spoke to in the construction industry over the last four days, there's been a significant amount of interest and excitement about this concept of having a project management platform Form that everybody can work on, that no one person can kick the other people off, you know, that they can yeah. collaborate with confidence. So um, I can see our business really uh, having a uh, the construction piece running out of the US and, and the mortgages home moving out of the UK over the next 12 months. 
I'm so happy I asked. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't told my team that yet. Well, again, now it's recorded. Now they know. They they can start start getting preparing for uh, a move. move. Get your visas, guys. I mean, it's so interesting because it is such a, uh, like, obvious problem. Well, obvious isn't the right word to use, but um, having these, like, a one platform, obviously, on Corda, um, where everyone can kind of get involved and do what they need to do and everyone's it's like an obvious thing but but I think you guys have found such success so far with well and moving forward I'm you guys will uh, have a lot of cool things going on so I feel like if I were in the industry, if I was one of the, I would be like, hell yeah. Like, I'm thinking about this for me for my website project. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this would be perfect to just have a platform. And it makes sense. I, I think it's going to be the, the kind of first kind of almost B2C. You know, it, the experience that we're creating, it looks and feels very much like a, you know, centralized um platform you yeah. can log on really friction free um, yeah. we're using quarter user accounts okay. um, we provision the nodes so when the user experience of onboarding it feels very friction free it feels like just logging oh. on to you know salesforce.com or service now and oh, um, you get your user account it feels like you're using that the difference is you can then request to uh, the, the starting point is we will host the node and the data but you can then say hey I, I want my node and data and, and you can decentralize it at that point so so oh. we really want to make the experience of, I mean, people shouldn't know when they log on to a portal if it's running on a centralized or decentralized system. They should just be logging on to a portal. And I think that's the, yeah. that's the real challenge for the blockchain industry to get yeah. beyond the friction of users onboarding and I think we're we're getting really close to that and you know we'll uh, we'll we'll have it in Q1 so you can be our yeah, test it but that's that's yeah. for me the challenge to the team if this isn't just as easy as logging on to ServiceNow or Salesforce.com yeah. you've got a problem it's got to be really simple yeah the user interface I feel like is so important especially yeah. I'm here we do things at a million miles an hour so if I had to like sit down and like learn all the intricacies of the different platforms that we have to use for different things it would be yeah. Can you imagine miserable. using Monday.com and they say, "Hey, you know, you got to download a node." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. like, excuse me. Yeah. No, yeah. I will not. And have some keys on your phone and all. It's like it's just crazy. It's never going to happen. So we yeah. need to, as an industry, create user experiences that people expect. Um, and so when we important. do that, then it'll be great. And then if the technical guys later on behind the scenes say, "Hey, but we'd rather put our data here, there, or anywhere," that's that's cool. That's a technical project, but the user experience got to be as people expect from all the other services totally you have so many exciting things going on and we've made a lot of promises during this podcast so yeah so I get a chance to have a look at it before edit (laughs) yeah Yeah, be like actually take that out take that out take that out no it's such an exciting time for you guys I'm so happy you were able to make it into the studio today thank you for coming in if people want to learn more um, where do they go what do they do Uh, probably the best thing is go to a website could you dot com mm-hmm. or go to join Kajut on Twitter. Um, also, but. it's spelled co- <laughs> I feel like it's hard to tell when you say the C-O-A-D-J-U-T-E. That's it. Thank you oh, for having cute. me in. It's been really cool. I uh, wanted to do this podcast for a long time, so it's really cool. Ah, Thank you, the best. Catherine. Thank you. Everyone, go follow them and learn more and then learn about my things that I'm going to be using it for in January. <laughs> Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. And thank you, John Reynolds, for coming, even though you did not bring me biscuits. Um, I think that there is a lot of potential, obviously, in a lot of different um, verticals in this space. But property is super interesting. And I mentioned my coworker, Robert Lamberti. Oh, sorry, Robert, if you didn't want people to know your last name. Oopsies. Um, But he has just recently moved and I heard about all the trials and tribulations. So even though I haven't had to um, move recently myself or buy any property, it sounds like a pain in the butt. So hopefully, John, by the time I'm ready to make that commitment, you are uh, doing a lot of good work in the U.S. and I can take advantage. (laughs) Everyone, thank you for listening. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Um, Share with your friends your family, everyone, as I say always. Um, And happy new year. My new year did not start out very great, but I think you can kind of only go up from here. I'm hoping. So fingers crossed. I think it'll be a great year. Um, So I hope everyone's having a good one. 2020. Roaring 20s. Woo. Bye.